0: hello and welcome to the bookish banter podcast where we'll be sharing our opinions about our favorite books authors and bookish impulse buys follow along on our journey to finishing and sharing our endless tbr go ahead and subscribe leave us a review and follow us on our instagram and tiktok at the bookish banter podcast let's get started This episode contains vague spoilers from Throne of Glass by Sarah J. Mass and Twilight by Stephanie Meyer. Hello, how are you? I'm good. How are you? Good. I am so excited. This book has been sweeping <laughs> interwebs and I'm very excited to talk with you about it.
1: It's so good. <laughs> yeah, it was
0: really good. So we're talking about Daughter of No Worlds by Carissa Broadbent. I have seen this cover literally everywhere.
1: Yeah, she definitely is making her rounds on the bookish social platforms. It was all over my TikTok for a while as something to read after you have devoured all of SJM's world. And this has probably been the only recommendation that I've received that said that that has surpassed what I've read by SJM. So,
0: yeah. And her other one, what's it called?
1: Uh, Serpent and the Wings of Night. It's yeah. the most recent one. Oh, girl, I need you to read it it's so good. <laughs> That's on my list it's
0: next. But that one I've seen pop up arguably more often like as soon as I saw Daughter of No Worlds, that one has just been like nonstop. But I think it's cuz it's like really new, it's, right? It's
1: new. Yeah, and she's currently writing her the second one. Okay. Right now. So <sighs> I hate that. <sighs> need it now.
0: I need it now. <gasps> Yeah. That's on my list. I'm definitely going to read it. I probably will read it in the next few weeks. So we used to do this a long time ago and I forgot. So we're bringing it back. Let's talk uh, your bookish impulse buys. Have you bought anything bookish lately?
1: All of the things. Are you kidding me? Um, My entire personality is bookish, but I guess most recently, I think they're Noble Threads is the company and they have really cool t-shirts and i got a bryce quinlan almost like festival shirt it was really great the it's like oversized it's like really like roomy and i freaking love it and then also i got the Illumicrate winter night bear in the nightingale special box which will have bookish stuff in it but i'm not getting that for like another month so that was not instant gratification for me unfortunately
0: I hate when you have to like wait for things because they seem so exciting at the time. And then by the time I get them, I've forgotten. And or I feel like this has happened a lot lately too, is like shipping has been really slow and you're like, Oh, it's going to be here the end of January or the middle of February. And then it's like March by the time you actually get it. And you've forgotten at that point.
1: 100%. Yeah. Yep. It's always to something delayed. Yeah. And yeah. It's like, okay. But like,
0: take your time okay <laughs> you have my money take your time <laughs> right <laughs> yeah that so happened to great. me i did the owl crate raven boys like 10 10 year anniversary box and i think it right. came out in like what november or something like that it was a long time ago but they said the right. end of january middle of february and i i did get it around that time so i'm not complaining but i definitely felt like i had to wait a really long time for it but it was worth it it was super nice and pretty but the shipping was huh. insane
1: um not as long as i have to wait for fairy lutes crescent city special editions you'll never get them never
0: (laughs) yeah so that i got that one and then i got the dust jacket for the third one in the dreamer trilogy from fox and wit and it's really pretty Mm -hmm. i'm excited i now need to buy the book
1: of course you do (laughs) oh my gosh i just realized something arrived that i bought bookish i can't escape my brain um fable grounds the 13 mug came in i pre-ordered that oh like a while ago and it came in and i'm so excited and i, oh, I like it. that
0: i oh saw your God. post about it and i really thought that you already had that and now that you're saying it i realize you didn't have it and i'm very excited about that she just launched new mugs and they're so pretty i know
1: they're so pretty anyways Okay, uh, daughter of no worlds. Yes, let's get into the
0: episode. So this one gives very big like throne of glass vibes, but what were your kind of initial
1: thoughts? I yes, first of all, that was as I was reading, like I saw the similarities, but also very much I feel like Carissa really kind of went in and a little more in depth into the main character's backstory that we got to see kind of upfront. Whereas in Throne of Glass, we spoiler, we don't until much later, but I just, I love the, I don't know. She just seemed like, I love so much of this book. I also loved that Tisana spoke a different language and she's in this culture that she doesn't know. And like that whole language barrier situation was shown within the book and shown her learning a new culture and new language and new jargon. And it just was really, I don't know, the initial I just had not necessarily high hopes, but I had maybe like high expectations because so many people who I share uh, like we like the same kind of books have been raving about this book. And I was high expectations, also really kind of nervous going into it because of that, but I was not disappointed. It kind of sucked me in right away.
0: Yeah. I think for me, like if I hadn't known about this book and if I hadn't seen it hyped up, I don't know if I would have ever like given it a second glance. And I think I loved it because I knew other people loved it, but not in like a bad way. Like I'm not, I don't feel like I wanted to jump on the train. I'm I'm usually never this way. Like I never want to jump on the train because it's popular, but I don't know if it's something like as I was reading it, I would have been like, oh, this is really really good but I don't know if it's something I would have been like well I really need to recommend this to a lot of people Mm -hmm. but knowing that like everybody else really enjoyed it I think I enjoyed it more if that makes sense yeah
1: it was yes I agree with you in that sense but I just also like reading it I was like what if I don't like it yeah (laughs) I was so nervous um within like the prologue I was like oh oh okay so she's coming out swinging Right. With the story. Okay. <laughs> but I'm here for it.
0: Yeah. So. And there's a lot, I mean, it's very like heavy world building. I think there's a lot of things that go on with the main characters, a lot of things that go on with the world in general. And I, I really enjoyed the way she set that up. And I feel like she did a really great job of explaining things like as we went along, the one mm. thing I would say is the actual like magic part, like the wielders and their magic. I wish we got a little bit more of an explanation of like how that worked because she mm-hmm. did talk about it a little bit but the like stratigrams or st- i don't know how to pronounce that word those yeah. things i was like i was kind of like vaguely confused about i was like i don't understand like how you become better at wielding these was that just me
1: <laughs> yeah i mean i just imagined her like drawing things in the sand <laughs> yeah i was like i'm so confused <laughs> but i figured we'd probably get more information and more detail on the magic aspect mm-hmm. in book 2 cuz i f- feel as though that will play a huge part yeah in book 2 i think in book 1 was understanding Tasana's background and how she got there and their journey to get to where she is now and of course meeting max <laughs> <laughs> totally valid
0: i really liked the beginning of this and I feel like she did a really good job with the internal monologue. And I loved kind of hearing not only her thoughts, but just her motivations and how they like kind of stayed the same throughout. I feel like her character develops and she learns a lot and she becomes, you know, kind of a different person in the fact that I think she's a little more like self-assured than she is sort of cocky. Because in the beginning, I think she, she really thinks highly of herself. She's like, I don't really know how to dance, but I've memorized the steps and I've practiced enough and like, I'm the best at what I do. But then later on, she really becomes more self-assured and is like I know I can do these things and I am that way and I really liked that and yes. then she also really stuck to what her motivations were the whole time because yeah. I feel like we get that a lot of the times with these some of these characters where it's like they have one motivation at the beginning they meet the guy and then it sort of changes to whatever they think either the guy or the rest is like the world wants her to do and in this one she was always like I'm going to save my people and that's what I'm here for
1: and I also liked that there wasn't I'm she is very much a victim first of all like her story there are so many triggers trigger warnings for this book for anyone who has not read it they definitely should check those out but she never did the "Mm -mm -mm -mm." what was me woe is me I the so much has happened to me but she also hasn't she also wasn't I'm angry at the world because Mm -hmm. of what happened to me it was, okay, these are the cards that I've been dealt. I want to be a better person. So, and I'm not going to stop until I meet my goals and yeah. my dreams, which, you know, I'm going to be in the order. I was promised this and I'm going to go and I'm going to show up and, and say, you know, do whatever it takes. And I she mean, yeah, she did. I mean, heck fire. I can barely like do two things in a day and. She's She's becoming an
0: apprentice in like six weeks. (laughs) I know. I'm like, um, what? (laughs) Excuse me? Yeah. So let's talk a little bit about the beginning. I feel like the beginning part was really short, but it's something that she did a really good job of sort of laying the foundation. And I felt like that beginning stuck with me throughout the whole book. Like I was constantly thinking about her best friend. I was constantly thinking about, you know, what she had set herself up for and like her journey to get to the order. I think that was like, Very profound.
1: That stuck with me, but even further, the prologue stuck with me. With her mom, with her mom, and then just that whole scene. I just was like, I you can't. The listeners can't see me, but I look distraught right now. It was just like (laughs) heart wrenching because the mom knows her fate, yeah, and is trying to give a somewhat better fate to her daughter. It just
0: yeah, she did a really good job with the emotions and portraying like it was very graphic and you, I kind of felt like the whole time I was really in the story. Yeah. And it was
1: like gritty, but not in a bad way.
0: Right. And it wasn't too much. It was never, I never felt like it was too much. And we got a really good description, you know, when she steals the horse, she decides to go find the order and has to go across the sea and all that kind of stuff. And I loved how like descriptive that was. And she was, you know, sort of lucid and she wasn't, and it all felt very believable. And then, you know, we get there and it's like, That part, to me, if I were her, if I was Tasana, like, I would be so frustrated in the circumstances because they were supposed to be the society or this order, essentially, that is there to help people who have magic. And she's like, I know I only am, like, fractured or I only have, like, a little bit, but why are you not accepting me? And then I felt so bad, too, because she didn't know what the main guy, whose name I cannot pronounce, whatever... Z? Yeah, Z. Z, She didn't know that he was, like, the head of this whole order. Like, she was never told that by him. And, you know, we obviously kind of find out later that he's kind of a shady character. But the fact that nobody else, like, has these conversations, did you think in the beginning that he was maybe, like, estranged from the order? Or what were your thoughts there?
1: I, for some reason, I also thought it was a little, he was a little too good to be true. Yeah. Because of the fact he went... And visited her often. He mm-hmm. went to that place where Tasana was when she was a slave. Like, Sketchy. that's not like. I mean, it's kind of sketch. First of all, but um, like if he truly believed that she could go there, I feel as though. And she touches on this. Like, why didn't you? Why didn't you buy me? Why didn't you buy my freedom? If you think I'm so good, like, yeah. I had the audacity to say get out for yourself and I'm like because that's easy right
0: yeah and I I don't know I kind of felt the beginning when she's in there and the girl's like being really nice to her and then she meets um what's her face with the white shirt outfit situation I thought that they were going to be like she is estranged, or like that he is estranged from us and like he isn't part of the order anymore or like he was kind of rogue like I got that vibe like it was it was too good to be true that They just let her in because of that. And it gave me that uh, season five of Game of Thrones vibe, like where Arya, yeah, where Arya goes to Braavos and she goes to the house of whatever. And they're like, yeah, the the faceless God thing. It felt like that kind of vibe. And I was like, this is going to be really like lurky or she's going to have to do something wild to like be a part of this. And I I didn't feel like this guy was who he said he was.
1: Yeah, no, the way that they all kind of, looked at each other when she mentioned his name and they just were like mm.
0: yeah about
1: it. it was you know yeah
0: did you think i didn't read let's keep this in mind i never read the back so i wasn't sure i thought max was like old did you know that he was young <laughs> i um, thought he was like 60 <laughs> and then there was like some romantic feelings and i was like he is not in fact old Good to
1: know. <laughs> I envisioned him being in his 30s. Okay. Because no, I knew there was going to be romance in this. Yeah,
0: yeah, I just didn't know who it was going to be with. <laughs> and,
1: and I knew it was like, I don't necessarily can say this is Grumpy Sunshine, but like, Yeah. Grumpy Sunshine-esque. It, if not knowing that, I'm sure it would have been like a little difficult to be like, He Gardens... Mm. interesting mad at the world <laughs> like, yeah yeah
0: I don't know who I thought it was gonna be with I genuinely don't but I didn't think that it was gonna be with him I was I like he's was kind of be... old someone else is gonna come in here and then it'll be like more in the second one of that kind of like love story but I was you very think it was
1: gonna be the friend
0: there was there was no one else in there that it could have been Yeah. So I really did like the part where she kind of shows up and they're talking shit about her basically in another language. And she's like, I kind of get it. And I know that they're talking shit, but I don't know what they're saying. And I hate it here. And I always feel so bad. And honestly, I would love that she really went into it about the, the separate languages because we get these books a lot and people will be like, oh, they speak a different language or like whatever. And it's never really brought up again, or it's never really portrayed properly right. of how difficult it is to live somewhere and not know the language or be somewhere and yeah. not know
1: the language yeah right and you have experience of in yeah. that so just like whoop <laughs> right <laughs> over my head but i did appreciate
0: it because i listened to the audiobook and they sort of changed her accent when she was speaking the the other language and like you know she would make that mental note where she was like, oh, okay, that's what you mean. Or this is that word, or that's that phrase or whatever their slang was for that. And I really appreciated that because yeah, I've been a lot of places and having a clue. And I was like, I can't even imagine like learning another language,
1: not only learning another language, but like going to this place where you don't know the language and like asking for help. Right. Essentially like and like
0: having to learn in that language like learn a skill and
1: teaching yourself based off of like an old book I could
0: literally never (laughs) further proof I would never make it in a fantasy novel this one (laughs) I couldn't teach myself to speak
1: (laughs) I would be probably like a lead to be honest like I would be a lead
0: (laughs) I'm just a groupie guys I that's it (laughs) I'm not helping no one Yeah, I really liked them, and I liked their relationship, and I think she did a really great job with the descriptions. I really felt like I was in the cabin with them, and I loved this slow burn because I didn't know it was slow burning.
1: (laughs) Oh, the slow burn? And I'm normally not really, like, I'm a slow burn, but then hurry it up. But this slow burn was, like, chef's kiss perfect, and then, oh, when he sees her scars. Yeah, They'll, like, I hope whoever did that to you is dead. And if not, then, like, I want to kill them. Right. I about, like, fell out of my chair. Like, I was like,
0: you like (laughs) You were like, Max, marry me.
1: (laughs) Oh. Pretty much. Like, my, you know, book boyfriend changes every book, apparently.
0: (laughs) Apparently. Yeah, yeah. Totally valid. I loved his character. And I think he... Okay, let's say this first. I like that she made it a single POV until a very strange part in the book and then made it dual. And I thought that was so well done. Mm -hmm. And I'm glad that we didn't have his at the beginning because I liked that we weren't. This is why I had no idea that Max was going to be the love interest, because you're not getting any of his background. So you're not hearing Mm -hmm. like what he's thinking. And that that swooped in so beautifully and filled yeah. in all the gaps
1: and it wasn't jarring you know some no. authors they when when they introduce a new pov in the middle of a book it's like whoa none of that thank you but this was not this was so like it was almost like a breath. you're just like oh yes okay hi max like good to see you nice to nice to meet on? you here i love how we just yeah we didn't i just love max first I, of all yeah same
0: Yeah. And I really liked the cabin and the way that they kind of lived their day to day lives. And we got a little bit of that. And then it wasn't an overwhelming journey sequence. Like, I'm a big fan of a journey sequence, but sometimes I think in fantasy, it's a little overdone. And it's like Mm -hmm. we get it, the main character's badass. But in this, we got like the little moments of him showing her the garden and like her meeting Kara or whatever her name was, and, you know, reading books by the fire and like that kind of thing. And I thought that that That, like routine. Yes
1: that is beginning to show that this is almost like a home for her and that's something she hasn't had yeah ever and I also love the whole like neither of them could sleep at night but they also like but they this was you know the slow burn part like right. they just stayed away from each other
0: didn't do anything t- about it Ooh, oh that. It was
1: so good
0: it was really good I liked it I also oh I was gonna say Who was the other guy? What was his name? That was Max's friend that brought his like quirky apprentice around. He was the one I thought that maybe she was going to fall for. Mm -hmm. Maybe that was my thought. There was someone else I had in the back of my mind where I was like, this could be it. I don't know his name. I don't remember anybody's name in this book, except for the main characters. Not a soul.
1: Is it Samarin?
0: Yeah. That sounds about right. Um... I don't remember his apprentice's name.
1: Oh my god, who kept he kept catching things on fire. Yes, we love on fire. What a vibe. So that's who I thought was like if not Max, then Yeah, I
0: thought him. I cuz he had kind of mentioned that he was a little bit younger. And so I was like, "Oh, if Max is like old, then this guy might be a little bit younger and like more of the vibe." So I thought for a while it was maybe him. I think that was kind of the thought. Like if she was going to fall in love with anybody, perhaps it would be this guy because Max is like sad and old. But he wasn't, which is discrimination, and that's my bad for not being creative. But I don't, I don't read a lot of age gap, so yeah. my my um, vision is small. <laughs> I... so let's talk about the first time that they kind of go into town together and realize like Max is so famous and the Queen and that political the stuff. child,
1: the child Queen. Yeah, she becomes Queen though because her father's murdered or like killed.
0: Yeah. So I wish that was the one thing I kind of do wish is maybe there was a little bit of like a short story novella or the prequel was a little bit more about this like previous war and how all that went down. And I think that I bet the second one has that backstory in it because we don't need to be intrigued quite yet. Like I'm intrigued enough, but I did want to know a little bit about that because the queen kind of came out of nowhere for me.
1: And we got
0: that like little tidbit where it was like, she's queen because her father's like, of course, of course, men, the best friend, like stabbed the dad in the back or whatever. And I liked that. And I like that. We realized like Max is famous a little bit more than just within the order. Like all of society kind of knows him. And and that's why he's a little bit more of a hermit than we thought he was before. And that kind of stuff. So I did like that vibe, but I just wish we got that background a little bit. Yeah, Yeah. Because they were really hesitant too. She was like, I just need like 20 troops and I'm going to go like save all these slaves. And they were like, we can't do that because it would be another one of these wars. And she was, and it's like, what war, you know, like what was yeah. the war? Tell me more. I
1: want to know she's like I was a slave so I didn't know yeah
0: I couldn't tell (laughs) you never even heard of that continent
1: exactly the eyeless girls weren't they twins
0: yes maybe so creepy big silent brother vibes
1: (laughs) yeah yeah very much so but like also not like creepy but then they're like yeah I love that they own the creepiness yeah yeah so that made them not as creepy because they're like, yeah, no, it's weird. I know. But like, it's what we do. So it didn't creep yeah. me out as much as it would if they just were like silent as well. Um
0: And I like that we got a little bit more of them towards the end where they were like, yeah, we'll come help you. And she was like, do you remember when I had big blue eyes and I loved you? And I was like, that is so creepy and funny all at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> I was like Ooh. <laughs> I don't know if I could give up my eyes you know <laughs> like even with
1: magic like I just it's just not this again we would not survive in a yeah. novel. it would be a note for me dog I mean in a I would in like a cozy one yeah yes I can't think like, of a cozy one secret, like <laughs> a very secret society of irregular witches I would totally survive in that one yes it's basically real life
0: I might survive like Caraval perhaps but
1: I'm not I'm not red Caraval
0: okay I might survive once upon a broken heart but only if I stayed in the treehouse <laughs> <laughs> something cozy and comfy like I literally don't know another one nope nope that's it mm mm yeah, very secret society of irregular witches and like a very Stephanie, specific Stephanie
1: Garber's <laughs> like Yeah, world. very
0: specific realm of Stephanie Garber's stuff. Yep.
1: That's about it. <laughs>
0: that's, yep, that'll do it. Yeah. So we get like the town. That's probably the big thing. And then we kind of get to her trial. I felt like Max was withholding something because he didn't trust the order, but I definitely didn't think it was going to be what they, what they did to her.
1: Yes. I had this like I don't want to hair flip and say, I normally guess things, but I normally like get an inkling and I didn't know what it was, but I knew it wasn't good. Yeah, The fact that Max was just like, don't go, just don't, don't go. Let me come with you. Don't go alone. And I was like, he's never been emotional really about anything. Mm -hmm. For the most part, he's been like stoic and like whatever but he never really had a truly emotional reaction to anything right and this was the first time he's like don't do it like just just don't and she didn't she did not listen to him
0: yeah and i don't understand that part because i was like i get it and she even had that internal monologue where she was like oh he's never emotional about things i don't know why he's overreacting like maybe i should bring him along and then she was like well gotta go i'll see you later
1: i was like and you know, I believe because again, it's been a minute since I read it. He like kicks himself for not telling her what had happened to him.
0: Yeah, and he well, he's not allowed to. It's kind of like the curse and
1: oh, one, he has the blood, the blood, yeah. the blood and he couldn't. That's right.
0: It's yeah, all coming back to me. All coming back to me now. So yeah, but he he says he wish he would have like warned her more or like had more conversations with her. And then she kind of gets there. And the challenge is weird, right? Like I didn't really get what they were testing her with because she has like the three orbs she has to get in the bucket, essentially. Mm-hmm. Like and she's like fighting against his will, which I got that part, but I didn't really understand the blackout, like why they filled the room with smoke, and what that showed for her, like taking over Rasha, Rasheen whatever
1: rushay rushay yeah i don't know Rashid? how to say
0: that we we know me i've never pronounced a name correctly in my life <laughs> so whatever that thing's name was i didn't really get that like how that was testing her you know what i mean
1: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. i think it was just true grit of being able to like see and the, because after she does take in this sentient being slash magic she potentially loses herself. And I think yeah. being surrounded by that darkness and being able to navigate that shows that, that she can, quote unquote, take take the magic. Symbolism, you know? <laughs> Just kidding. <Okay>. So- <laughs> My English teachers would be so proud. <laughs> yeah, I
0: am so bad about it until someone else explains it to me. And then I'm like, you know what? You're so right. That does make so much more sense than what I was thinking, which was, that was dumb. <laughs> <laughs> But no, I really liked that part and how afterwards she was like, I'm going to do a blood pact and the the decisions that she makes and that like, he had to write the whole thing out. But this is the part where I kind of felt like he was a little sketchy. Like, did you ever at any point, did you think he was sketchy the whole time? Or was there like, was this the turning
1: point? This, so I kind of, like I said, I didn't have the best feeling about him because why? And like she said, says constantly, why didn't he get her? Why didn't he take her when he left? Like, why did he leave her there? Um, I always didn't. He didn't rub me the right way. Yeah. And he just seemed like, especially when she said, my friend is still there. Can you make sure he's safe? He's very elusive about it. And he's very blasé about it. And I'm like, she's going to, like, she almost died coming here. Mm Mm-hmm. Are you kidding me? And you're like, yeah, oh, yeah, your friend. Let me check. Like, I'll
0: look into this, but not too hard. I'll
1: just, I'll I'll send a courier pigeon. Like, what?
0: Yeah. I felt like he, before this part, I kind of felt like he might be a little more of an eccentric than anything else. Like, kind of like the collector from Guardians of the Galaxy, just like very Mm -hmm. unaware of everyone else. And I didn't anticipate him being that, like, high up. And that was why he was so, like, laissez faire about everything, is because he was just sort of like the,
1: The kooky guy.
0: Yeah, yeah. Like he was like unaware, but he's like here to recruit for the order because everyone thinks he's like so interesting and like eclectic, you know? And that was kind of the vibe I got. But that was the point where I was like, oh, he's a little super sus. That and the letter that he sent her, like when he shows up, I was just like, okay, this doesn't make it, this wasn't the image that I had of him. Right. And I just thought he was like, he had to be really sus. And the fact that they kind of blamed her for like the- Gas. I was reading and I was like,
1: gaslighting, gas.
0: (laughs) gaslighting yeah i was like okay so she killed one person i totally get that and like yeah maybe he was the stability in that region but like he was also a really bad guy and you guys are like you know we're like cleaning up the mess you made or like didn't make we're not sure i don't know and i was like
1: okay okay so gaslighting yeah when i i got angry for tisana at that point i was like so you're blaming her for like basically killing her rapist but sure Awesome. that's
0: called victim blaming guys yeah yeah and that chick just stood there and like she had gone through some stuff in the previous yeah, went through
1: some stuff yeah.
0: yeah and she was just like well there's nothing i can do and i was like is there really like not a single thing you could do i'm confused and like she doesn't come to max until afterwards i was kind of frustrated with her character i almost wanted more of her but then at the same time i was so annoyed with the way that she like Handled everything. I was glad we didn't.
1: Uh I wanted her. I want her because again, you and I have not read the um the the second two books. I want her to be almost like a sleeper agent, Mm -hmm. like a good guy, but she has to do some real crappy things to make her position believable. But I really want her to like come through at the end and prove that she actually is a good person.
0: Yeah. And I, I thought that her and Max had a closer friendship than they did, but I feel like there were sort of like bits and pieces of it where it was like, he clearly, you guys went through something together, but together,
1: yeah, they, like- they were like a thing, <laughs> okay. right? Yeah. They were, <laughs> we were like friends. I was like, I think they were more than friends.
0: <laughs> okay, listen, So clearly they had like a thing for each other. And I thought that they were like, you know, amenable, they, whatever, broke up and all that. But I thought that she was going to, not necessarily hold a torch, but like just be a little bit more caring about his well-being. And she was kind of mean. She was just like, it's time to be out of retirement. Like, we have no other choice. And it was like, okay, well, fuck you. Like,
1: Which is why I think she's like a sleeper agent, though. Okay, Like, she has to do this because Max is needed for this greater thing for the good people. Right. He's needed. And I'm this gonna... is the only way that this can happen. And that's my hope. I agree. Um, the books have already been written and I just haven't read them yet. So. Well, those are the um, thoughts
0: we're putting out in the world, you know? Right.
1: So it doesn't matter. It
0: but... doesn't matter. I think it's fair to say you guys know I love coffee. I cannot get through the day without it. And somehow I've become the person who exclusively drinks Fable Grounds coffee. Every time I go on vacation, I think I should seriously bring some with me because nothing tastes like it. It's roasted in small batches in Maryland and it's every book lover's dream. Fablegrounds has fandoms like Lord of the Rings, Six of Crows, and even some of our favorite Greek gods. The bag sizes range from two ounces all the way up to 12, so you can try a few different flavors before you find your perfect one. She also has gorgeous stoneware mugs that I use quite literally every single day. There is nothing like drinking coffee out of a stoneware mug. It is an experience, I'll say that. So check out Fablegrounds Coffee and use my code LLAMA10 to save on your next purchase. Wow. The stuff that happened with Max and his family, that was, it haunts me to this day. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I read that like right before Christmas. And I was like, at Christmas, I like went and hugged my family. I was like, (laughs) my mom's like, are you okay? And I was like, no. Carissa, are you
0: all right? (laughs) Right? I'm just asking for a friend and it's me. I'm that friend. Are you okay? That... That was a lot. It was a lot. Again,
1: reminder reader, if you have not read this book, please check check trigger warnings because yeah, it why is we've gotten this far, but it is a heavy heavy book. Yeah. Along with a really great fantasy journey story, but it is heavy.
0: And I I think she I think she wrote it really really well. It was oh, wow. beautifully written in the fact that I felt in every moment in time that I was there experiencing that with him. Mm-hmm. But also at the same time, it sort of left me with like a no way there's, there's no way that's what's going to happen next. Or that's what happened while I was reading it.
1: Exactly. And then also to add on to that, she wrote it in a way that it wasn't like, I can't handle this. I'm putting this down or I'm going to skip because sometimes that can be written in such a way that you're like, ah, like, no, thanks. This was just like, I'm good. Number one, I'm going to push through because this happened to Max and I, I am invested in Max at this point. So I'm going to understand what happened to him. Um, but yeah, Carissa. Yeah. I always
0: say this. I always wish we got more backstory with characters. Like that's, that's like the thing I get the most annoyed with if we don't get it or we don't get it soon enough. You know, it's like, I want to know why you're like broody and sad, like just tell me. And I didn't feel that at all with this book. And that's probably, this is probably one of like five books in my life I've ever felt like I didn't want their backstory as soon as I met them and it was played out at a, at the perfect time. And yeah. I wasn't so invested in Max, like why he was broody at the beginning. But by the time we got to that point, I I would have, I would have done everything for him.
1: You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. And then I yeah. understand. And then at that point, when you learn kind of everything with Max, you almost like cry when you see him out in the garden because that brought him back to humanity, his life, like brought him back to life per se. And it just, and she
0: talks about, that's why he worked so hard on the garden and all that kind of stuff. And you kind of understand, you finally understand him and it's so heartbreaking.
1: It it really is. And they don't
0: get to be together at that point either. She's still kind of like off and she's Mm -hmm. told him to run away. And it's like, you don't know if he's coming back at that point too. So it's like, she's learned all these things about him. And in her head, she's like, I don't know if I'll ever see him again, but now I understand who he is. And like, that makes me love him even more. And it was like,
1: ah. Oh. Me too, Tisana, oh, me too. Same, me
0: too. <laughs> same. And we that, are is...
1: the same, but not really, Tisana. <laughs> right. I would have died. Already. I would have been
0: dead at this point. I would have never learned these things, but- <laughs> <laughs> I do appreciate it, and I I loved that. And this is kind of right where we got Max's POV, and so I feel like I was even more invested at that moment because we were getting him and his internal monologue of being like, "I should have never let this happen again. I should have never." Exactly. And I was, I she did it so beautifully because it was kind of Max's POV, and then it goes to Tasana's of her like sort of watching from the overhead. But also, yeah. like you're not really sure if this is Max or if it's like the sentient being kind of watching from Max's eyes, or if it's Tasana like watching from afar. Like that part to me was crazy, and it was
1: so well oh, laid well. out. Yeah. yeah, it was. uh I don't know if I can. There's just so, so many adjectives that I could use to describe this book yeah. of how amazing it is, and I just,
0: oh, uh, I like. Yeah, it. yeah, that was a really good part. And then we kind of get into a little bit of a journey sequence and sort of figuring out how she wants to play it with this being Rashad, we'll call it R. 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 Super lurky. Real, real creepy.
1: Real creepy. I know you and I chatted before we started recording this and looking at some of the reviews of what people have written about this book, just to to be honest, get a refresher. Because again, I read this in December. Loved it, but in December and somebody wrote that they were like oh this per the sentient being just is lonely and i'm like the sentient being is manipulative the sentient Absolutely. being is is a narcissist and is manipulative yep. and has been forced to be alone for those reasons like there is no let's feel bad for this thing that destroyed people and their family
0: <laughs> and at the very end it kind of comes to light that it's not just a sentient being it is bits and pieces of magic essentially yeah Yeah, of all these other people that it's stolen life from and become this thing and I thought that it was really interesting that we got this monologue from it we'll call it Mm -hmm. an it yeah and the idea that it was like sort of in the back of her mind but she was able to turn it off and all those sorts of things and I liked this better than necessarily like a possession type of thing where it was like its own and then took over it was more of like a blob to me Mm -hmm. so I really like the way that she kind of set up that magic system and and how all that went but it was so creepy how that whole thing was portrayed and like how she was like I saw into your mind this is like kind of really far ahead but you know tazana and Max get together and it and it sees a glimpse of that and that's when it really flips the switch. So yeah, I agree like this there's in no way is could this be interpreted as it being just like sad and lonely, which it probably is, but 100%. it is sad, absolutely
1: but there's no way that you frankly should feel sorry for this thing. Yeah. It's in a way yes these these two people volunteered to take in this weapon, this sentient being, but there was no understanding of what that was going to be like for them. And essentially this being is like not taking over, but like invading every aspect yeah. of privacy that this, that Tasana might have. And it's not available to her anymore.
0: And like, she was never, never warned about that. Like there was no, no here's the manual. This is what's going to happen to you. They were just like, we're going to give you power. And that's that. And I don't necessarily think the order knew like all the logistics. No, they knew yeah but I was saying like I don't know if they necessarily knew the logistics of like how invasive it was within your own mind like I think they knew that it was powerful and like it could take over but I don't I feel like maybe they didn't know the like day-to-day do you know I what I mean they,
1: I think, think they did they did based okay. off of maps yeah because I think Nura even said like oh wasn't because she was with him every day for the most part, and it wasn't right. until he they were like, "You just need a break, go home." That tragedy struck, but like, I think she knew what was happening to him. Mm-hmm. I feel as though that that yeah, was that's known. fair. I
0: don't know. I just kind of got the vibe that they were like not not like unwilling because they obviously were unwilling, but I feel like they just didn't know what they were like. Put like, let's be honest, was the like order is
1: sus anyway.
0: Totally valid,
1: <laughs> like. There was it's no like, manual. That's, let's say that. <laughs> no. She was not given a,
0: here's the steps on how to like deal with this and handle it.
1: Yeah. The order is very like, we're great. We're going to do things to make things better, but those things are awful. And if you get in our way, we're going to destroy you. And so. if
0: people are dying around us, oh well, as long as it doesn't serve our purpose, we don't care. Right.
1: Like, so real great. The best. The best. Um. Yeah. So agreed.
0: <laughs> yeah, I I just thought this thing was really crazy, and I loved the descriptions of when she kind of lets it loose, and she's like, "I don't know what where my anger ends and it begins, and you know we are in this together and that kind of thing." And like, you do almost want to feel bad for this being because it's gone through all this stuff, but then it's just like never stops, and you're like, okay. You're clearly like psycho. (laughs) Yeah, a little little unhinged. That's the word for it. Unhinged. I did really like the journey though of them, you know, uh, Tasana and Max and the Eyeless girls whose name I don't remember, and all of them kind of like making their way across to go back to her home. And that description was beautiful where she's like, Welcome to, you know, where I'm from. And now I'm getting to see these lands from when I was taken when I was eight years old, and everything is so different. And I loved that part of it for her and how we got to kind of go through that with her and Were you surprised that the son took over for his dad? Or did that kind of feel like fine for you?
1: That felt fine for me, honestly. Yeah. Um, I saw that happening. I feel like I loved the the same, like the description of coming home again. It's almost like she's going home with her newfound family, Mm -hmm. with people who have made her feel home. um, So they're able to share that little bit with each other. But yeah, it was...
0: I thought we weren't going to get him at all. Like I thought they were just going to mention that the son took over and then it was just going to be like, they're going to go and do what they're going to do with the slavers. But I wasn't anticipating like that he was going to be such a big part of it. You know what I mean? Not that he was a big part, but I just, I didn't anticipate like a showdown. that's my bad. The part where they sort of see all the slavers and, you know, they, they make this split second decision and she says, that was the guy that took my mom and then goes that shit crazy.
1: Yeah
0: that was nuts
1: but also like
0: yeah Yeah. I think she did a really good job of writing like a battle sequence I felt like I really was like in it and it made a lot of sense and it was crazy and it wasn't too gory like I appreciate it that there was a little bit but not like so much that I was like ick and I think she did a really great job with that part and I was very appreciative that we kind of got that closure for her where Mm -hmm. it was the guy that took her mom and that she got to finally see all the shit that Max was talking about with how crazy this little R sentient being was and that he wasn't just like being, you know, locked up in his own head space, if that makes sense. Right.
1: It was legit.
0: Yeah. And like, there is no control. Like it, it wasn't right. him just saying, oh, I was in war for such a long time. I was so tired. And that's why she was able to like, it was able to like take over and kill his family. It's like, no, that from the get go, this thing is knucking futs. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> And then we get to her town. I was very worried that her best friend was going to be dead. I'm not. Oh, my God.
1: Me too. I was was
0: sweating.
1: So worried for him. So
0: I don't know what his name is. I don't know what any of these people's name are. I read this book like last week. So there is no excuse for me. But (laughs) they were all very hard names to remember.
1: They were. They were. Absolutely.
0: Okay. so, yeah, I really thought he was going to be dead. Cheryl, me too, the best friend. <laughs> but I, <laughs> I, I was happy. I was happy that he wasn't. I just saw that coming. I, it was there was a bit here where, yeah, I was expecting something bad to happen. When it did happen, and she was sort of like, "I'm helpless." I knew that that wasn't the end. Do you know what I mean? So that part to me was like, "That's a little predictable." But the part leading up to it, where you know the the wine is like tainted and like she's fucked, I was not anticipating that at all.
1: Not at all. No. Yeah. All right. That was, I think my jaw dropped, like, the entire second half of the book, I feel like.
0: Yeah. I really thought there was going to be a big battle because they were going to try and get all the slaves out. And I was like, oh, this is what's going to, you know, it's going to go kind of wrong. Like, at least one person's going to die. Like, that's how this goes. But I was not anticipating the bad guy sort of vaguely winning for a minute there. And then all of us having to go through that trauma again.
1: (laughs) Right. That was. mm -mm.
0: It was a lot. It was a was a lot. And her going back into the office and all those things. And I did, I love that it was full circle. She killed him. They moved on. They got out. And then, you know, she finally gets to see her best friend again. And I love when she asked him, like, are you coming back with me? And he's like, of course, I've never been there before. And like, why else, where else would I go? And I was like, "Eh, I like this. I I hope that we get more of him in the next one. And that he's a bigger character because I think he was really, really well developed for how few pages. For how
1: short a time we had him.
0: Yeah, I love him. I would die
1: for him uh, i wanted to be his best friend too yeah like oh uh,
0: a hunky hunky wholesome gay best friend
1: right <laughs> excuse me who doesn't want that does it like, get any better than that no no because then you know you know what i loved about that aspect of it there will be no love triangle yes there will be no Gale Peta situation
0: yeah it never works out does it Never no, works out.
1: Yeah. And it drives me crazy.
0: And so. I like that we got a best friend that wasn't limiting in any way. She's like, come with me, come with me. And he was like, I can't. There's just too many factors. And at the same time, when she comes back, he's not resentful. And he's not mm-hmm. he, he's not upset that it took her that long. He's just so proud of her. And like, I think he's a really great character. And in a way that he also feels very realistic. Right. And it's not too much. You know what I mean? It's right. like I believe that he really did care for her. And her well-being and was okay with letting her go.
1: Knowing that he was in an okay, not great, but an okay situation where he was. But knowing that her situation was really awful and he needed to get her out.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And then they kind of travel back on the ship. And at the same time, they're sort of realizing that Z is pretty messed up and has done quite a few things that he shouldn't have because he was with them and then left.
1: He he leaves because he goes back to the...
0: Yeah, he's with them right before the bad guy thing happens. But before she, you know, like touches the wine glass. I I didn't think anything of that at the time. But I liked that I didn't think anything of it. Do you know what I mean? I think she did a really good job with the the lack of foreshadowing, I would say. Like there was never a point where I was like, I definitely can guess what's happening next. Yeah. Yeah, in a very unpredictable way. So I really liked that. And then you kind of got the building of the band vibes towards the end here where you're like okay yeah maybe Nura's on their side obviously we're gonna have the best friend and Tasana and Max and this well I guess there's like a bunch of other things that happen we forgot to talk about that (laughs) let's talk about the part where Max turns into a fucking serpent of fire I vaguely forgot about that
1: Nick daddy
0: (laughs) okay (laughs) I'm into this um the description of that was wild wild wild
1: I'm not gonna lie I had to like read it twice because I was yeah. like wait what
0: she was like I just see this thing running around the ballroom and I was like what <laughs> he could just turn into fire so that is what the gift that like um are left him yeah right but like what is the gift that he can turn into fire because that sounds nice
1: <laughs> especially on a cold winter night like <laughs> yeah
0: I mean listen the human torch is hot no pun intended
1: (laughs) no pun intended let's be real
0: chris evans is hot yeah so i didn't really get that part like i understand it but it's like i'm i'm really curious to know what that magic is and why he feels so like strongly about not wanting it do you know what i mean
1: yeah do we know if that was what was used
0: right in the previous wars like that was his thing
1: where hers is like
0: shredding people apart with her bare ass hands
1: (laughs) i don't know
0: like or no no she's she's like uh what's it face from this is a spoiler i'm not gonna say it she is like death right like she's like a plague essentially she mm-hmm. she's rot so she yeah. like touches people and rots which is super creepy we're the worst yeah. we should have read this because now that i'm saying it out loud i'm remembering everything that's happening but her powers are crazy and i thought that that was a really cool like mixing of the mush whatever I don't know what to call it but like when they're battling each other but yeah I am curious to know is that's why I want more history and I I'm glad I didn't read the second one because I feel like it's hard to talk about it when you've read like right. when you already know what happens but I do hope that we get that information in there like yeah was his thing that killed everyone when R took over his body was that fire because and hers then is... almost
1: like here's your forever reminder right of thing that almost killed you when we took it out of you but yeah because he was left with a huge scar from it. Yeah,
0: poor thing. Oh, it was horrible. Anyways, Snake Daddy. Horrible.
1: Snake Daddy. Snake Fire Daddy.
0: What a vibe. Um, really, really liked the part where she was kind of in her own head fighting the thing or like yeah. chatting fighting with it in a metal.
1: Yeah. Control of her own mind, of her own body, essentially, because that, that thing is very intrusive. And like I said, she doesn't have privacy anymore. Right.
0: The thing um, I, it kind of gave me the I'm gonna say it and I hate myself for it. It gave me the Bella and Edward in the meadow vibe, though. I won't lie, <laughs> this is kind of a killer Bella. That's kind of what it gave to me because she was like there was a shining light and it was a heart and I ate it and I was like oh no. I just that's what I felt like. It was the first Twilight where they're like laying in the meadow and he's sparkling. Anyways, <laughs> that was the image that came to my head. So, um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Ah, uh, I'm the worst. I love it. But so uh, what I'm curious, though, is what R is going to be doing to amplify the powers that Tasana has mm-hmm. that are, quote unquote, according to her the society, fractured. Because she is not truly whatever the people's name are because she's her skin condition.
0: Yeah, I don't know what they're called.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I am also curious because her powers are never really like she has a the mind control thing but is that like all of them have that or is that her power specifically like I never got that part I wasn't sure or if it's like they're kind of every single one of them is like a specialty so that's what I'm really hoping in the next one there's a little more explanation of like the in-depth powers and also how much control she's gonna have going forward because it almost seemed like you thought that this being was like gone, right? Like if that was the vibe we were going to get and she's not, right? She's still there, which is a bummer. So I did like that the title of the book, I always love this when the title of the book is actually in the book
1: and you get it. That is a little game I always play. Yeah. Um, Where is the title? So yeah, that's, I think that's why I actually highlighted the last line of the book prior to the epilogue. Mm -hmm. where it says my name is Tasana I am a free woman and yet still a slave I am fragments of many things but a whole of only myself I am a daughter of no worlds and all worlds and I am not done yet me too
0: and I like that R whatever its name is Mm -hmm. was the one to call her daughter of no worlds I thought that that was very poetic in a this was another time where I really felt like you felt like Tasana that was too much This is a time where I was really feeling Tasana growing in herself and feeling Mm -hmm. her own and like stepping into her, you know, confidence that she had where she was like, I am here to protect these people and I don't care where they're from. And that line comes up where she said, you're the daughter of like no worlds. And it's just like, ah, this is a main character you can really get behind because she cares Mm -hmm. about the people and not herself. And I think this is everything I've ever wanted out of Aelin and I wanted out of Throne of Glass. That we don't get is one with motives that i can get behind and motives that i understand and that stay consistent
1: yep that yep. was every other character but alan
0: absolutely yeah <laughs> said it <laughs> and like i don't need a lot of growth from her that's the other thing i really like i don't need her to change i don't need her to go through this big massive journey i love that she learns how to become stronger and be this different person in her like magical self. But I, I love when we get a main character and I don't usually like the main character. So I liked that. I liked her and that I didn't feel like there was a lot she needed to change. And like you said, she never blamed her circumstances on her actions. And that happens so frequently, especially in fantasy novels. And it's like, it's, it was wonderful to kind of see that and then also have a romance on the side. And it wasn't like that was the whole thing, but when it came in. I was like, ooh, spicy! <laughs> I
1: know. I was like,
0: oh, <laughs> oh, you don't say! And I loved it, and I thought it was done really well. And you want the best for both these characters, but at the same time, you're also totally okay if they don't end up together, or if you know we go off on just Max's journey. If we just went on Tassana's, like those things are great. And I don't feel like you get that that often, where I'm invested in like every character equally, but also right. at the same time, I still really like the main characters,
1: right? exactly
0: yeah I love it
1: I was just uh yeah yeah Carissa wrote an amazing main character that you don't see very often not only in fantasy books but just in fiction period Mm -hmm. and I think that was just almost like a breath of fresh air yeah for the reader um so it was really easy to get behind the main character you know get behind Tasana and understand her her purpose her her campaign per se especially since we you know when we meet her it's she's being sold yeah so
0: and she's a really really strong character which is always fun yeah we did the ultimate book boyfriends and girlfriends and patreon and i picked her and i was like not even done with the book and i was like this never happens to me (laughs) but i love her i think she's so great and i liked the epilogue because it's another one like you know, and the ending of this. It's another one like Crescent City, House of Earth and Blood. It doesn't end in a cliffhanger that makes me feel like I need the next book immediately. And I like that better even if the books are already out. I don't want to feel yeah. like I need to pick up the next book to know what's gonna happen. I'm right. happy when it ends and I'm happy with the story. I'm interested, but I don't feel like anxiety about it.
1: Yeah, there's no like, oh my God, I have to read this other book right now. Cause then yeah. it also be then it almost becomes like an assignment at that point and it's no longer enjoyable
0: i don't know if you're like this i could go like a year and a half without reading the next book in the series even if it ends on a cliffhanger i'm just like i'll pick it up eventually so i like when they end like this because i probably won't pick up the next one for like many moons
1: (laughs) i will probably i don't know when i will but i know i will obviously i have it downloaded on ku and I look at it and I'm like nope not today today. hashtag mood reader problems
0: (laughs) totally valid totally valid so I know I've discovered hoopla I don't know if you've ever heard of this app no h-o-o-p-l-a I I don't know if every library has it this is how I read this one I actually downloaded the audiobook I think it has the kindle as well Hoopla essentially lets you like automatically download. You don't have to like wait for the next person. And there's a ton more indie author things on there. Like In the Weeds is on there and the whole Love Light Farms trilogy is on there, which I feel like I have a really hard time getting it on Libby. Like unless it's a really, really popular one, like you're not going to get indie authors on there. So that's how I was able to listen to it. So I might read it sooner rather than later, but hashtag not sponsored. Hoopla, H-O-O-P-L-A.
1: I like that they have the indie authors on audio if they if the audiobook is available
0: yeah Um, I feel like I have a hard time getting the ebook the audiobook or the physical from my library a lot of the times and your girl broke as hell so I haven't been buying a lot of books or anything (laughs) so I've been trying to get everything from the library I also made a pact to myself that until I read most of my bookshelf I'm not allowed to buy anything new unless it's a pre-order for a book tour okay but I'm not like dying to if that makes sense because I like the way that this ended Mm -hmm. that went on quite the tangent what was your final thought star rating
1: this was definitely a five star rating just she sucked me in from literally page one and didn't let me go until the end of the book but like you i ended it with oh my gosh wait what but not oh my gosh wait what i have to get the book right now and read it i loved how she was able to and by she carissa how she was able to write these really heavy and probably really hard things to normally read that characters go through, but write it in a way that as the reader, we're able to digest and feel at the same time without it being so overwhelming. I love Tasana. She is a badass bit. And I, of course, you know, love Fire Snake Daddy Max, who is just, you know, that grumpy, man that you know is uh, it's like a grumpy cinnamon roll like yeah I just like every you you actually hit the nail on the head I loved every character that I met Yep. I am invested in every I still want to know about the chick who got turned into a bird I want to know more about her is she okay what's happening with her like I am invested right or the girl who turned into human from bird anyway i am invested in every character carissa writes likable characters that you want to know more about whether they're good or bad
0: yeah i still care
1: about them you still care about them and that is just something that's amazing as an author to do
0: yeah and i feel like it is really hard to kind of get that vibe and keep people interested the whole time especially this like quickly you know i think it's been we've said this before but it's been a, such a long time i think since there's been like a full-on fandom created in front of our eyes this happened with like six of crows from blood and ash sjm obviously but i feel like a it's been a really long time since we've all jumped on this train and i would say like so
1: organic
0: yes and it's not a huge author like i love stephanie garber and i feel like once upon a broken heart might have been there and it. it, it will be, like, it still will be when the series is all the way done. But this one organically came to life. It's an indie author, which we all love. And it's something that, like, there's never... The questions are always not going to be answered. This is something you can theorize about, things you can break down, questions you can ask yourself. And I love that. And I don't feel like we've had, like, a big fandom created in front of us in
1: a long time. And I love it. Exactly, It's so... It's exciting to be a part of, too. Yeah. And not... With not that I'm necessarily bashing it, but like the SJM fandom, you know, when someone starts first gets into reading, that's usually what they pick up, and you're just right. like, oh. For instance, I have I do have a coworker who just started reading. She just got back into reading, and she was like, I was recommended Akatar, and I was like, of course you were, but read them because it's a great, I call it gateway drug mm-hmm. into the world of fantasy if that's what you like. And I said, when you're done, come to me because I have so many amazing recommendations from indie authors who you normally would not find right. that would just blow your mind. And Carissa Broadband is 100% one of them. Absolutely.
0: Yeah, definitely five stars for me. And I'm really excited to read the next one. And I'm so happy there's so many other people reading it because I feel like we can finally have this massive conversation about it. And I hope that people- keep on keeping on and share more of the series. And I'm very, very excited to read her next one.
1: Yes. No, me too. Also, if like in the world out there, if someone could make some merch, Absolutely. that would be great. Yeah. This is just a shout out to the group. I will buy it all. Yeah. I would I would buy some Daughter of No Worlds merch in a heartbeat. Yes. Um, t-shirts are my weakness. Absolutely. And I mugs. was just going to say that. <laughs> and mugs. T-shirts A nice and
0: T-shirt would be ideal honestly yes I like that that's a great idea mm -hmm. I think that's about it is that all we have
1: I think that's all we have just you know read the book read Carissa
0: yeah
1: um read indie authors give them a chance they're amazing
0: we will probably cover the rest of the series sometime this
1: year (laughs) when Molly and I get around to it but yeah so thank you guys so much for coming
0: on Molly where can everybody find you
1: Everyone can find me on Instagram and TikTok at Molly Smiles Reads, same name for both. And then also, also, if you like bookishly inspired candles, you can find me at smilesandlight.com.
0: Okay, awesome. Well, thank you for coming on, and Thanks I will talk for to having you. Soon. Me.
1: Yeah. Have a good one. Bye. Bye.
0: Thank you guys for tuning into this week's episode. Hope you enjoyed it. If you aren't following us, go ahead and follow us on TikTok and Instagram at the Bookish Bander Podcast. Please make sure to subscribe and leave us a five-star review. And thank you guys again for all of your support. Have a great day.